Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right hey it's uh post race from nashville kyle how's it going man hey rowdy uh we have another winner at nashville super speedway and uh Actually, well, we got a repeat winner, and we got a new uh, winner at Nashville. So, uh, Rowdy, we've had some some stories. We've had a uh, we've had Cup qualifying, we've had Xfinity qualifying, and an Xfinity race and a truck race. So there's been a lot going on, and still got the Ally 400 tomorrow at five o'clock Eastern on NBC as well. So uh, still got the Cup guys to see tomorrow too. Well, I tell you, Ryan Priest just did a uh, Groundhog Day on that uh, truck race, did he not, Kyle? I mean, two years in a row. It uh, actually everything looked identical to last year. Victory Lane did. Yeah, I think he led more laps than he did a year ago. But when it when it was all said and done, uh, Zane Smith and Carson Hosovar did close in on him, but it was too little, too late. And uh, Ryan Priest went back to back in Nashville. He'll be at Pocono as well, uh, driving for David Gillen Racing. So. Expect him back in the 17 truck for the regular season finale. Rowdy, by the way, is going to be on Fox for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Uh, the, the regular season finale is going to be on Fox and noon Eastern on Saturday, June or July 23rd. So uh, just keep your, you know, keep 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 it to your local Fox for the truck race. It'll be the third time it's been on Fox. Uh, 2017 and 2019 were the other two times. And uh, John Hunter Nemechek's the defending winner of that race as well. But, uh, yeah, Ryan Priest back-to-back at Nashville. Uh, two wins in the truck series, both at Nashville. Uh, I think, you know, Rowdy, you and I have talked, and then we think he's your early favorite for, for Pocono. Um, I think he's going to run better than he did last year in that race. And, uh, yeah, Rowdy, a lot of storylines coming out of that truck race. You know, Zane Smith was second. He got second on the last lap from Carson Hosovar, uh, who was third. And uh, just an interesting night. Um, I think I texted you the top five last night. And, uh, you know, Ryan Priest making it back-to-back for, for David Gillen Racing. And uh, today, Justin Allgaier getting the win. Uh, Trevor Bain, uh, Rowdy, uh, had another race added to his schedule in Nashville. And I uh, came home second. I thought that was pretty impressive. So, a uh, good run for him. And another win for Justin Allgaier, who was second to Kyle Busch last year in that race. So, a little bit of redemption, I would say, and uh, Justin Allgaier dominated the race today, Rowdy, uh, the Tennessee Lottery 250. So, uh, Ally 400 tomorrow, and then, um, you know, they head to Road America, and then we got PA Speed Week in between, so there's a lot going on. Well, Kyle, before uh, they run the race, they had a little press conference, and uh, let's let's listen to uh, Shelton Creed before the race. Continue our media availabilities. We are now joined by the fastest driver in the Xfinity practice, Sheldon Creed, driver of the number two Chevrolet. Sheldon, why don't you go ahead and tell us about how your car is today? Can we get the mic on, please? (laughs) 
Hello. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, no, I, our car is pretty good today. Uh, a few things to work on, but um, I think we've slowly been making gains the last few weeks. I thought Charlotte was uh, a big step in the right direction for our oval stuff. Uh, finished eighth there. I uh, thought we were a little bit better than that at the end, but uh, a good day for us. Uh, Portland, we were fast on the road course, uh, and I just drove it off the racetrack twice. So I feel like we've slowly been getting faster. Um, I feel like I'm starting to have fun again and getting confidence back. Uh, and just we're just learning stuff about our cars and how to be better. Um, and I feel like that two-week break we had allowed us to try a few things. And, um, yeah, I feel pretty racy for tomorrow. All right, now we're going to go ahead and open it up to questions. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We're going to start right over here. Matt Weaver, Racing America. Um, what has the acclimation process been like for you this year after so many years in the truck series and these cars just being radically different than what you were driving before? What has that process been like? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the car is obviously a lot different, uh, a lot less downforce, more power. Um, it's actually less horsepower, but it feels like way more power, so... Um, I think the biggest thing was was the skew and, and probably the level of um, competition in Xfinity. Um, I think it was funny. I think that was Cody Efall that said that the Xfinity series was pretty weak. Um, but I don't I don't buy that. Right? You have your your Brandon Browns and your um, your guys that run 10th to 20th every week that have been doing it for years that are really good. So uh, we've been we've been struggling and. And we've been racing with those guys, and they're really good. So uh, I think that's been, been an adjustment, um, learning how to race the car, learning how to race uh, a new group of guys. Truck racing is extremely aggressive. Um, and after being in the series for three years, you get you get pretty good at it. So, um, yeah, just a bunch of things to learn, learning the car. I feel like we were lacking a little bit of speed, but uh, obviously at the beginning of the year when I'm going to new tracks and, and an extremity car that I've never been to with 20 minutes of practice, it's hard for me to be able to get out of the car and tell the guys exactly what I think we need. Um, so now getting more races going, racing the car a lot more, being more comfortable. I'm, I think I'm getting better at, at feedback with the guys, and uh, I feel like we're slowly getting better and better every week. And as a uh, champion in the truck series, you've been through the, the ringer, uh, the pressure cooker that is that playoff format. Currently on the outside looking in on the Xfinity side, uh, are you feeling that sort of pressure building as we get closer to playoff time? Yeah, I mean, I thought before Portland uh, we had a good shot at pointing our way in, and then after Portland, uh, I don't, I mean, we could, but a lot of guys would have to have bad weeks, and we just had to be really consistent till then. So um, for us, it's just getting our cars faster and winning. I think that's what we need to do, and, and not even worry about points. Just go and do our best job to try and win our way in. Um, and if we can't do that, then set ourselves up good for next year and, and just try to learn as much as we can. Do we have any additional questions? All right. Thank you, Sean. All right, Shelton Creed, man. I've uh, watched Shelton's career start in the Arca Menard Series with uh, Lyra Motorsports, and then he got tied up. Won a championship in the Arkham Menard Series. Went trucks shortly and on into Xfinity. And a father now, Kyle. So, uh, won't be long. He'll probably be inching his way up into Cup in a few couple of more years. 
I think it's possible. You know, I, I think he will get to victory lane at some point in the Xfinity Series. Um, has that success in the Truck Series, and you know, after he got in that 28 ARCA car, it just seemed like he just he just came right to him. So, um, got up to speed real fast. Uh, won the ARCA title, and then uh, goes two years later wins the Truck Series title, and you know, back in contention again in 2021. So, um, that two team I would keep an eye on. Um, I wouldn't. I would. You know, once it comes playoff time as well. Um, you know, RCR is going to be good. They already have Austin Hill in the playoffs with the Daytona win, so um, it's going to be interesting. RCR, you know, they have they've had fast cars this year, and even even not not even on the on the super speedway races, you know, and on the mile and a half and the short tracks, they've been quick. You know, Austin Hill finished second at Circuit of the Americas. Um, I think Portland he was second as well or third. So I mean, you know, Austin Hill's done a pretty good job in that 21 car in his rookie year, and uh, so as uh, Sheldon Creed, as you mentioned. So, um, yeah, Rowdy, it's been an interesting battle on the rookie side. And uh, so, you know, we have the truck series as well and the cup series. So, um, you know, Nashville's back again at at, at at the Super Speedway. And, you know, we got the Ally 400 tomorrow on NBC Live at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Kyle, we've also got Josh Berry that was in the race, and we're going to listen to him before the race. All right. Good afternoon. And welcome to Nashville Super Speedway. We're excited for the NASCAR weekend this weekend, and we are going to officially start with our media availabilities here in the media center. And kicking those off for us is a hometown um, homecoming, I should say, here for Josh Berry, who's the driver of the number eight Chevrolet for JR Motorsports. So, Josh, um, first of all, welcome to somewhat back home. I know you don't currently live here, but obviously very familiar with the Nashville, Middle Tennessee area. Tell us a little bit what it means to come back and race here and then just what your expectations are this weekend. Yeah, no, obviously it's really exciting to come back to Middle Tennessee here and race. And, uh, you know, as I was growing up, attended a lot of races here from the, from the grandstand. So it's always super fun to come here and race and compete in the Xfinity Series. So I think, um, you know, for us, we had uh, our, our uh, in my my stint in the eight car last year, I thought that uh, this is one of our better races. So I think, you know, generally I feel like we're we're going to be in a good position to contend for the win, um, contend for the win on uh, Saturday or tomorrow, I guess. All right. We're going to go ahead and open for questions. If you have a question for Josh, we'll work to get a microphone to you. And we're going to start up front here with Matt Weaver. Matt Weaver, Racing America. Josh, uh, first things first, the, the test with Dale at North Wilkesboro and the obvious excitement that he had to potentially race there. How excited are you for him to, you know, test there but then maybe race too? Yeah, no, it was um, it was a super fun day, really. Uh, you know, he's – I can't explain how much that place really means to him. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't – Really, you know, I'm not sure that I really understood it at first until I really got there and saw how much it really meant to him. So, um, you know, the facility, the track is in is in a good is in a really good place for sitting that long. The facility definitely needs some work, but um, you know, he's super excited. And um, you know, I think I have a good feeling that you know, if everything works according to plan with that event, he'll be racing, and I'll be his crew chief, I guess. And then, you know, for you and where you are right now in your, your career, having you know, four Xfinity wins now, you're, you're established. I'm curious, are there anything, is there anything that keeps you up um, or gives you anxiety about your future and, and your situation now? Because it seems to be 
so easy sometimes that you you know made it this far. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's tough, right? I feel like I'm continuing to establish myself. I think, um, you know, I feel like I'm in a really good place as a race car driver. I still feel like I have a lot that I could do better and learn from and continue to to improve. Um, you know, my number one goal is obviously just to stay at this level. Um, and but at the same time, you know, I definitely have aspirations to move up. I think if I've come this far, there's no reason why I wouldn't have set a goal of racing a cup car one day. Um, but who knows if that day will come. But right now I'm trying to, you know, enjoy this opportunity as much as I can and, and try to keep winning. I think that's that's important thing. I think that's what they want and expected of me when, when I started driving the eight, and we're just going to try to keep doing it. Okay. We're going to go up front to Chris. All right. Um, you're talking about, you know, just hoping to keep winning everything. What would it mean to you to win at this track that you know so well? Yeah, no, it'd be super special. Um, like I said, I've been coming here since really I was, you know, yeah, I mean, I remember coming here probably I was 11 or 12 years old and sitting in the stands pretty much every race that they had here, IndyCar and ARCA trucks, Xfinity. So um, it would be super meaningful to win here for sure at its home. I'm sure, you know, we're going to have a lot of, a good many of my family and, and friends up in the stands, so that'd be super cool. And you know, it's definitely one that I want to check off, you know, for sure. And what's been uh, what's been going right for you recently? Getting a couple of wins, and you seem to be hitting your stride. Yeah, I don't. It's hard to say. I think you know, the number one thing, our company as a whole, all four cars, and have been really strong. And uh, you know, we've really been on the top of our game in that front. I think for me and the 18 specifically. Uh, we worked we worked together about four or five times last year. Whenever I subbed for Michael Annette in the one, and I think we're just continue we're just now kind of we're starting to build that notebook together of of what what you know I like in the race car and and how how they build it and you know we're we're starting to see the two you know come together and, and I think our our speed has really been good the last you know couple months. So I think we'll be in a great great spot for tomorrow. One more quickly, what did you learn about this track last year from racing on it that you can maybe apply? Yeah, no, I think it was, uh, you know, uh, it was, it's a unique racetrack for sure. Obviously, it's, uh, it's an intermediate track, but it's on the smaller size. The corners are a little bit tighter than most of the, the uh, typical intermediate tracks, which kind of gives it more of like a short track kind of feel. So, um, yeah, we, like I said, well, I felt like I took to it pretty, pretty uh, well, and you know, hopefully we can build on last year for tomorrow. Okay, we're going to take our next question in the back from Stephen. Stephen Toronto, CBS Sports. Josh, you talked about going to races here growing up. Were there any particular races that stand out in your mind as being really exciting or notable? Man, I don't know. I was thinking about that. I, you know, I, I wasn't here for the one where the like all four of the leaders spun on the backstretch. I, I remember that. I remember watching that one from home, but I don't know. I. I remember Jack, I think Jack Sprague Jack won Sprague. here. I remember that. I was here that night. Um, I'd have to think on it for a while, do a little research. But, yeah, it was uh, fun. I remember coming to the IndyCar race, um, which that was really cool, and it was amazing how fast the race went by compared to a NASCAR race because of how fast they were going. Yep. Speaking of uh, that race that Jack Sprague won, when the Bush Series, now the Xfinity Series, first came to this racetrack, there were a lot of drivers who got their first win here. Greg Biffle, Scott Riggs, Jack Sprague, Jason Leffler. But what do you think it is about this place? Obviously, we haven't been here in a long time. 
but what do you think it is about this track that lends itself to a driver who maybe hasn't visited Victory Lane yet, mastering it and going to Victory Lane? Well, I think, you know, especially back then, it was kind of an opportunity race for a lot of people, right, because it was a non-companion with the Cup Series, so it kind of lended itself to giving people opportunities that they might not normally have. And then, you know, now... Uh, guys like myself are really on much more of an even playing field when it comes to to experience. I mean, we, this is only the second time we've been here in the last you know ten or twelve years, so the majority of the field is has the same amount of starts as me here. So I think that that definitely helps kind of bridge the gap between the experience and the and the newcomers. And hopefully, that, like I said, I can use that to my advantage. Thanks, Josh. All right. Any final questions for Josh? All right. Well, Josh, thanks again for spending some time with us, and we wish you the best of luck this weekend. All right, and a friendly reminder for everyone here, our next availability will be at 345. We got that interview, I'm sure, Kyle, because uh, we're fixing to go down through the, the cup drivers next. Uh, I think we've got uh, Kurt Busch. Uh, what others? I know we got Suarez, Redrick, and Stenthouse. Uh, Kyle, let, let's listen to Ricky Stenthouse. He's Ricky's not had a bad year this year. Kyle, he, he needs a win, but all in all, hey, he's, he's had a pretty successful season. Ricky, welcome to Nashville. Thanks for joining us. Before we get started with questions, I'm going to hand the mic over to you to uh, make a little bit of an announcement on your end. Yeah, um, always good to be in Nashville, uh, especially after last year. We had, you know, obviously a really good run here uh, at the inaugural Cup event and hoping, hoping we can translate that uh, into this new car and, um, you know, and, and continue that success that we had here uh, last year. So, um, you know, it's been a, a good week so far. Uh, you know, myself and, and everybody at JTG uh, Doherty Racing uh, inked a new contract for me uh, for a, a multi-year contract. So that's been uh, something that we've been working on. Um, I know that uh, a few people have asked me uh, over the last few weeks um, kind of where that was, but, um, you know, we had been, been working on that. So very thankful for Tad and uh, Brad, Jody, Gordon, everybody, um, you know, in the ownership group, and then obviously everybody you know, in the race shop, and, and, you know, we got so many people that, you know, don't get to travel with us every weekend that, um, you know, put their heart and soul into this organization, and I'm glad to be a part of it. All right. Well, congratulations on that. On your end, we're going to go ahead and take questions. We're going to start up front with Jenna, and then we'll circle back here with Lee and Bob and Mark. So I guess you do have a contract extension to announce. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, what made you want to stay? Uh, you know, I really have enjoyed my time uh, at JTG. I feel like, you know, we, yeah, we haven't had, you know, the end results uh, points-wise, but I feel like we've had so many bright spots throughout uh, our first few seasons together. I feel like, you know, with this new car, you know, we were hoping to have it last year and, you know, and continue to build on that. And, you know, obviously this is the first year with it. So, you know, I know for me uh, and the way this car has been, like, I feel like, you know, certain racetracks we kind of have it figured out, and then there's other racetracks where we're pretty out to lunch, and, and we're still looking for, you know, those parts and pieces to be in the right spot to, to be fast. Uh, but I feel confident with, you know, the people that we have that, you know, we will be able to do that. And so, you know, 
Tad and, and everybody in, at Kroger has put a lot of faith in me to come over here and drive the car. And I think we've shown some, you know, really solid, strong runs this year. Had opportunity to win at Dover, I felt like. Um, you know, Charlotte, we had a, you know, really fast car. Um, so, you know, I think that's the reason why. Uh, I just really enjoy the, the family atmosphere, um, you know, from the top, top down. Uh, everybody in our shop, uh, our partners, it's... Um, it's been a really good relationship. Uh, I don't actually uh, know where anybody else's contracts are. <laughs> oh no, I love. I, like I said, I mean, from the top to bottom, I feel like, you know, obviously, I've had a super long relationship with Brian, and and you look at people in the shop, Mike Kelly, um, you know, Ernie, and I. Even though we haven't worked together for a long time, we've had you know really good. Uh, relationships when we raced against each other uh, you know I just feel like everybody believes in each other there and, and I think that's you know what I look for you know in our group going forward is you know hopefully it sounds you know this car is supposed to stay the same uh, you know for years to come and I think that's only going to help us build our notebook you know going forward all right we're going to go Lee Mark and then up front to Bob please go ahead congratulations really happy for you um, is this kind of like a home game for you? Do you have more people wanting to come and join you at, at Nashville than normal races since it's pretty close to home? For sure. Um, you know, in the Xfinity Series, this was my home racetrack, I guess, um, you know, once Memphis was off the schedule. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's close to home. Got a lot of friends and family that, that live in the area. And then, obviously, you know, for my family coming up um, from home, it's, you know, four four and a half hours, so um, really close to home, got a lot, I mean, they're got a few spots on the back stretch, so we'll go up and watch the truck race with them, and, you know, it's always nice to have family around and, and friends that, you know, want to come out and support you in, in racing, and then obviously friends in the music industry that, that want to come out here uh, as well, so definitely feels like a home game, and um, I wouldn't say that Nashville in my Xfinity series was, like, top of the list, but after last year, I had a lot of fun, so hopefully... Uh, Hopefully it stays there. I talked to Patty a couple of weeks ago, and he said you guys just dis, uh, discovered something with the car's geometry, and that was one of the reasons you all had been running so well. But he said it's like a double-edged sword where as much help as you get from Chevrolet, when you guys hit on something like that, you have to share it with the group. <laughs> so how how frustrating is that, being a single-car team, not having the depth of – of engineering that some of these groups have but in hitting on something and knowing that it's going to be short term because you're going to have to share it with the group yeah i mean i think obviously you know we we were really good um i felt like the first two mile and a, i say mile and a half uh kind of faster racetracks fontana and vegas uh we had strong runs and then um you know we really didn't get back to those tracks until you know kind of like dover and then we had that really good stretch of runs and yeah, I mean, we, we hit on something, and, and definitely uh, you, you get asked to share those things. Um, I wish we got as much information back the other way. Um, I think that would really help our program a lot. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, our group of guys, uh, you know, really work hard together to, you know, come up with any setup that we can that's going to move the needle in the right direction. Uh, and we take all the information that we get, uh, whether it be a lot or a little, and, and we try to make the most of it. And, um, you know, our guys are doing a great job with that. Like I said, the short track stuff, we're still trying to figure out. Uh, we know that, you know, we got a lot of work to do there, but 
um, if we can, you know, continue to be as strong as we have been on the mile and a half. So I think, um, you know, that'll kind of get us through the season, and, and hopefully we figure that out uh, on the short track before too long. All right, Mark, go ahead. Uh, Mark Garrow, PRN. Uh, Ricky, you want to talk a little bit about Atlanta and the fact that, you know, it's not now have that super speedway field. Do you go there pretty confident? That is always in your wheelhouse to play. Oh, heck yeah. I'm looking forward to getting back to Atlanta. Our car was so fast there uh, earlier this year. It handled really well, uh, and I felt like it was the class of the field, and, and obviously we blew that tire leading. So hopefully we learned a little bit throughout the season uh, on the tire issues that, that we can maybe help uh, help ourselves. Again, that's some of the information that we didn't have before the race that we got after the race um, on, on some you know tire pressure camber uh, things that definitely would have helped uh, if we had that before the race. Uh, instead, we found out the hard way. But you know, obviously, it being hot and slick when we get you know to Atlanta this time versus you know where we were at the beginning of the season, I think a good handling race car is, is going to be even you know that much more important. And I know Brian, Patty, and my guys uh, will give me that. Uh, just a moment ago, talking to Tyler Reddick, talked about not only the mental drain of a of a super speedway race, but there was also a physical component to it that he didn't really anticipate. Did you find that race more mentally draining than maybe something at Daytona, Talladega, and on top of that, more physically draining? How did how did the mental physical drain? How did you deal with that, or what did you think of that during that race? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say mentally it was a little bit uh, maybe different uh, than Daytona and Talladega just because we weren't 100% sure what to expect, right? It was a brand-new racetrack. Uh, there were some bumps off of turn four on the top side that, you know, we were trying to navigate and, and figure out uh, what the car was going to do over those bumps. Uh, kind of the narrow entry into turn three, um, you know, obviously around your – you know, in practice by yourself, the bottom was by far the fastest lane around the racetrack, and then it ended up being, you know, kind of the middle to the top during the race, and so I felt like as a driver, you're just trying to figure out that new track, and, you know, we weren't 100% sure it was going to race like a speedway until we got out there. I mean, in practice, it did, but, like, nobody was really pressing the issues, uh, but, you know, when, once we, I, I'd say, all started going flat out and, and really racing, we weren't sure if that was going to be the case, and, and obviously it was. So, yeah, I mean, just trying to learn the track. Physically, um, I didn't think the track was much more demanding physically. Um, I mean, I did have a headache when the two hit me in the door when we blew a tire. But other than that, um, I felt the car was, was similar at, at Daytona Talladega physically was. Yeah, I would say it was more compressed, and, and definitely things happened quicker. Track was a little bit narrower than, than what we're used to for a speedway, which obviously makes it uh, a little bit more tricky as well. And then, you know, when you have such high bank and you're going into the corner and the radius is tighter, uh, it's harder to see kind of out the corner. And I would say that's maybe the biggest difference. All right, Bob, go ahead. Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. Um, did you obviously the the ten is open for next year? So I'm curious. Did you have any conversations with Stuart Haas about that car and or and also were you nervous at all about whether JTG would would keep you? I mean, you've had good but not great success there. Yeah, I think um, I let Josh kind of handle uh, at KHI handle everything uh, off the racetrack as far as contracts go and and talking to other teams. Um, you know, we feel like. We have a really good fit 
uh, and felt like, you know, JTG was where we wanted to be. Um, you know, I felt I feel really confident in, in who we have and, and what we're doing right now uh, and want to continue to, you know, kind of grow that and, and keep that going. You know, I don't want to bounce around from team to team. Um, you know, I don't think that does myself or, or anybody really any favors. So I uh, want to build on, you know, what we've, what we've started. Um, yeah, we haven't had, you know, consistently uh, the runs that we want, but, you know, I think we've had a lot of shining moments, uh, especially this year, and, and we know those racetracks and we know where we struggle. So, um, you know, was I, was I worried? Um, I, I try not to worry too much about that. You know, I feel like I have a really good relationship with, you know, our whole organization and, and especially, you know, Tad comes to every racetrack and, um, you know, I feel confident with, um, you know, everything that, that he does and he believes in me. And uh, like I said earlier, I think everybody at our company believes in each other and um, and we go to battle together. And, and so, yeah, no, I, I was never really worried. Um, I don't know, Tad, were you ever, did you not want me there? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, no, I, I felt felt really good about it. All right, we're going to take one final question here in the back. Go ahead. Uh, Jared Haas here. Uh, two part of the question. One is how many years is, is that multi-year? Is it at least two years, at least multi. three? Multi. Okay. And then, and then you had a streak of four top four, uh, sorry, sorry, four straight top ten finishes. Did that really seal the deal for uh, your contract to be re-signed with DTG uh, Daughter? Uh, I'm not sure. That'd be a tad question. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I think. You know, Tad and, and myself have been, you know, chatting about this since the beginning of the season. Um, you know, Tad's always working on getting uh, funding for our car and, you know, working on, I feel like things probably a little more important than my contract, um, you know, as far as, you know, making the team go around. And uh, Tad does a great job with that. So, um, you know, I mean, yeah, r good runs never hurt, um, you know, but I think, you know, that stretch of races we kind of had circled really um, as, as racetracks that we felt like we could uh, do exactly what we accomplished. And, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people were kind of surprised that we were able to do that, but internally we felt like we were capable of doing that. And uh, it was cool to, you know, feel that way and actually, you know, fulfill that, um, that thought process. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it never hurt. Thank you. All right. Any final questions? We got one more. Okay, go ahead. Hi, Ricky. How are you, Nate? I'm, I'm great. Nate Ryan, NBC, NBC Sports. So you, you were talking about that you hope that the car is around for years to come. Um, how much more secure were you in signing this deal with the next gen this year? Did that give you a lot more security in knowing that this is a place you can be? Because it seems like it's it's been a game changer for teams like JTG. Yeah, I mean, when you look at, obviously I've been in the Cup Series for quite some time now, and and I felt like, if you weren't spending a ton of money or, or had all this information coming in and trying to develop, you know, new parts and pieces, you know, you really weren't going to catch up, you know, when, when something's always evolving and always changing. Um, and so, you know, obviously when, when I first signed my contract at JTG, our second year we were supposed to have that car, and that's what I was really looking forward to is like, hey, you know, I know we might not be exactly where we want to be our first year, but, you know, this new car is coming in. We can learn it. More 
of the pieces are going to stay the same, you know, throughout, you know, season to season, and let's try and build on that. We had to wait an extra year for that. So, I, you know, for me, I was very thankful that, you know, we were able to, you know, add another year to our contract to run this year uh, with this race car. And, um, yeah, it definitely gave me the confidence running this car so far this year that, you know, I feel like being here, we can, we can still do great things and, and contend for wins. All right, Kyle. I, I I also believe that too. I think he's going to probably get a win before the year's out and make it into the chase. But uh, Kyle, we're we're racing at Elko right now. We're what about lap forty laps in? Yeah, Sammy Smith is leading right now over Jesse Love, Daniel Dye, Landon, Landon Pembleton, and Tom Hessert. So that's the top five. It's still early in the going. Uh, Two hundred fifty laps, the distance on the quarter mile track. So uh yeah, we'll see who comes out with that one rowdy. We'll see if maybe Daniel Dye can redeem himself after last week after dominating at Berlin. Um can Sammy Smith go back to back? Can Jesse Love go into victory lane? I mean there's so many stories. You know, Landon Pendleton, you know, who won that big late model race in Martinsville, um he's in it. So uh interesting lineup and uh PA Speed Week's also going on as we speak. Uh, Lincoln Speedway tonight for the Kevin Gobright Memorial. Um, uh, Sunday night, BAPS Motor Speedway for their show. Monday night, Lincoln Speedway again for another show. Tuesday night, Grandview Speedway Thunder on the Hill Racing Series. 10000 to win. Wednesday night, Port Royal. 7000 to win. Thursday night at Hagerstown Speedway. Friday night again at Williams Grove. 15000 to win. So Saturday, July 2nd at Port Royal. 15000 to win. Then the finale at Sealands Grove. $10,099 to win. So, that's how PA Speed Week's going. Um, Anthony Macri won last night at Williams Grove to kick off Speed Week. His hot, red-hot streak continues. Um, on the pole tonight at Lincoln, and uh, Freddie Raymer starting third. So we'll, we'll see who, who ends up with the trophy tonight. 47-410 sprint cars at Lincoln tonight, so not too shabby, Rowdy. And uh, nah. I only expect the car counts to be pretty good in this whole next 10 days or so. Well, Kyle, uh Denny Hamlin sitting on the pole at uh, Nashville, and uh, he's got a look at Hendrix Motor Sports behind him in the rearview mirror. Uh, pretty tough day for him. Yeah, uh, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott on row two. Um, I expect them to be up front tomorrow. Um, Kyle Larson dominated this race last year, leading 263 of 300 laps. And uh, I expect them to be good. Uh, Denny Hamlin will probably run good. Uh, Joey Logano starting second. And, uh, yeah, they got rained out in qualifying, only got one round in, and uh, Denny Hamlin was fastest. So uh, Hamlin on the pole looking to get another win this year. Has two wins already, Richmond, the Coca-Cola 600. And, uh, you know, he's starting to pole tomorrow. So uh, Ally 400, 5 o'clock Eastern on NBC. It's their first race of the season. And uh, don't forget, I uh, just want to say something, Rowdy, just quickly. The uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series is going to be mainly on the USA Network um, for the most part. I think there's like three or four races NBC is going to broadcast. But other than that, a uh, USA Network. And that's also for the non-NBC races for the Cup Series, including the M&M's Fan Appreciation 400 at Pocono Raceway that will be live 3 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, July 24th on the USA Network. So uh, it's kind of been interesting to get used to USA with NBC Sports Network gone, but uh, we're just, you know, we'll, we'll get used to it, and uh, USA's taking over now. 
Hey, if you've got a little time, jump over to Flow TV and watch the Elko, Elko Race, Elko Speedway, the Ark of Menard Series. Kyle, thanks for 30 minutes of the post-race show from Nashville. Thanks, Riley. Appreciate it, Kyle.